On this episode of Documental, I'm speaking with Justin C. Scott, a creative entrepreneur. Justin, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on, my man. I very much appreciate it. So to start this interview, I want to ask you about lifestyle alchemy. Can you just walk us through that? Sure, sure. I'm actually glad that you asked me uh, about this um, right off the bat. Uh, I am holding a live workshop next week all about the introductory to lifestyle alchemy. I'm not going to you know, try to promote that too heavy, but I, it's synchronistic. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. <laughs> um, so I have always been very fascinated by like esoteric knowledge. Uh, kind of, I wouldn't even necessarily say old school ways of thinking, but just like the wisdom that came from a world where man was very much at the elements in a way that we aren't today. You know, we in our modern world have very much kind of culled our environment and we've become masters of it. And our, uh, our technological advancement, our advancement in culture and society and civilization is reflective of that. And I think there is a wisdom that once was lost had a period where it was lost but is seemingly coming back into the conversation right it seems like more and more especially with our generation that things like spiritual well-being mental well-being emotional physical well-being all being interlinked and all being equally important is becoming the standard for what it means to be a successful human being rather than just possession or monetary gain right which those things are important like i don't want to i don't want to get it twisted but before I go out on a, on a huge rant, um, lifestyle alchemy is just the idea of taking these esoteric uh, ideas, this knowledge, and updating it for the modern world so that, you know, maybe someone who isn't necessarily uh, has a kind of a spiritual inkling within them, which everybody does, I think, in their own way, um, but I think more in like the traditional way that it's thought about, can benefit from these practices. And it's the idea that the mind, the body, and the spirit, the three aspects of being, are just parts of the same whole and that you can train yourself practice consciously and then eventually subconsciously to get these aspects to interact with each other with their intentions being aligned because if one aspect of being is out of alignment with another aspect of being you're going to be like a car that's trying to hit the brake and the gas at the same time you're not going to go anywhere you're just going to bust the engine like nothing's going to work out the way that it needs to for you and I think it's developing a sense of self-awareness that allows you to look at these aspects, how they manifest themselves in your life and what your relationship with them is so that you can either consciously better them or consciously replace old uh, non-beneficial habits, behavioral patterns with new ones that allow you to lead a more fulfilled existence. That's fascinating stuff. The point of energy fascinates me to begin with because I mean, this conversation can go in so many different ways, right? It's but so many, so many ways, right? But we'll turn back to that idea a little bit later in our chat. For anybody that's curious about these topics, you can just find Justin on Twitter, Instagram, all the social media, and I'll put that in the description of this episode. So you can get kind of a better idea of what he's talking about here, right? It's, these are all like ideas and abstractions, but we can get much more particular when you see his posts, the kind of things that he's describing. And we'll, you know, touch upon that in this interview a little sure. bit later. But before we get there, I want to ask you kind of a fun question. Absolutely. Let's say that a genie comes to you and grants you two superpowers. Okay. What would you pick and why? 
had to ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious what you say, man. Um, I really love, I've always been really fascinated by like uh, telekinesis, psychokinesis, pyrokinesis. So it'd probably be something along that realm, which is almost reflective of what I do anyway, like having such a belief that the mind is, is so interlinked to, to the body and what you manifest in your own life in the world. So it would probably be something like uh, like a telekinesis kind of Professor Xavier type of, of situation, right? Obviously, if I could have the able body, I'm very grateful for that as well. <laughs> um, but if I were to pick any power, superpower, that would probably be it. Or one that I always thought would be really cool, like what if you could see somehow people's uh, impression of you, right? So maybe like, and it was like a stoplight system. So green means that they're like really into you. You guys vibe really, really well. Like you know that you're attractive to them uh, in any way, shape or form, whatever that might be look like whatever and then red could be like they're you guys don't click you're like a north and south pole trying to trying to touch and you just can't right i always thought that would be a really really kind of cool uh uh thing to be able to see but if i had to pick it probably be some form of like telekinesis or uh psychokinesis well i mean it's kind of connected to energy in a little bit right like you you know when you're connecting with somebody you understand the vibrations that they're coming off and, and like you will either invest in that interaction or you won't, you just kind of yes. feel it. Yep. It goes back to what we were saying earlier. Unrelated question. Sure. How do we cultivate our imagination? Oh, this is a good question. I love it. I think consumption plays a really big role here. And there's a lot of talk of you shouldn't be consuming. You should be creating, which is fundamentally true, right? You should be spending the majority of your time, at least I believe creating actively. But part of active creation is conscious consumption, right? Because scrolling through Facebook or even Instagram or Twitter mindlessly, you know, just wasting your time, that is not conscious creation. That is just pure consumption, right? You're basically just filling the void of that space, time, with meaningless distraction. But if you're reading or watching a video or listening to a podcast that is genuinely making you think, is, is kind of acting as a fuel to the fire of your own imagination, you're able to take those ideas that you internalize and bring them into your own personal filter, the way that you view the world, your beliefs, uh, uh, your perceptions, and then you, you fundamentally change that information from what it was before it came into you to what it is after it comes out of you if you choose to, to, to share it or create upon it, right? I, I really do believe that this great or this quote, I'm sure you've probably heard it, Liz, uh, forgive me if I'm paraphrasing, but good artists borrow, great artists steal. Yeah, Pablo Picasso. I think it's a very real thing. I think it is a very, very real thing because all of the people who we recognize as, as great and that we emulate had someone that they recognized as great and that they emulated. And that, that's how we advance as a society, as individuals. That's how we constantly evolve the imagination, right? So without proper information without proper drive to learn to grow to expand the knowledge that you bring in your imagination is going to be inactive and you won't be able to consciously move through your life to create it to be what you foresee for yourself rather than by circumstance or by chance yeah absolutely i mean these social media platforms that we have at our disposal today they're kind of a channel for that energy, you know, to explore imagination. And it's exciting. You know, you can create entire worlds. I mean, look at the popularity of things like Game of Thrones. Funny you say that. I was just watching Game of Thrones with my, with my girl. Um, 
30 minutes before uh before you and i hopped on she hasn't seen it yet so we're gonna run through it <laughs> okay <together. laughs> um but yeah man i i think so as well i i like this kind of comparison to you know the the brain is connected by individual neurons right and they talk to each other and i think it's almost as if I would say even as far back as like the earliest forms of communication, but the internet really has kind of turned the lights on between all the individual nodes, i.e. us mm. human beings. Right. Cause I mean, never ever has there been a time in history, at least as far as we're aware, where you could instantly at the speed of light, send a message to someone all the way across the world and they would receive it in that same exact instance. You know, never before has there been a time where you, where you're based and me, where I'm based, totally different parts of the country are one-on-one, face-to-face, live action, speaking to each other in real time. And we don't think about it because it's such an ingrained part of our daily life. We all have these, you know, we all have these just chilling in our pockets. We use them every single day, but this is like high level magic when you almost think of it that way. It is, it is, I call this a pocket monolith sometime. You're like, are you kidding? I have this, I have this little rectangular glass and metal that I can use to beam endless information, all of humanity's information into my mind at will. It is an unbelievable thing, you know, it and is. Yeah. because of that fact, it needs to be respected as well. Think of the potential. Yeah. Thing in your pocket. Absolutely. It can create worlds. It, it can. You mentioned, um, you know, the possibility of humans having this power at any point in history. That was a fascinating discussion I had recently with somebody where, we were thinking to ourselves, what if we've done this already? What if humans already created this world? Of course. We had all these things before, but it was completely destroyed by just lack of moderation or just an ice age. Who knows, right? We're just knows, going in cycles. Yeah. We create and destroy over and over again, over and over again. So it makes you think, do we ever learn those lessons? Um, I think by cultivating our imagination, we can start to think about possibilities, things that we haven't experienced and preventative measures as well. You know, yes. we save our own humanity. I think it has a lot to do with like the collective intention versus the force that it's playing with. Right. Because the forces are neutral. They don't have an intent. Right. And that's like, that's why the idea of like money being evil or technology being inherently evil, that's ridiculous because it's not a sentient thing. It's a tool that we utilize, right? We as the sentient being utilized. And so you can put them, you can put the, the resource or the power or whatever it might be into the hands of two different people. And you're going to get two incredibly different results from that same source of resource or power, right? And I think that is kind of what it is. It's like, if we've done this before, right? And for whatever reason, we failed and had to reboot and start over. I think it's just because our intention at the time was not at a level that it needed to be in order to handle the power that we may have had. Or like you said, it could have been an ice age or a flood or some (laughs) crazy, just unforeseen natural catastrophe. Who knows? But I think as we continue to grow more powerful as a species and our personal individualistic power continues to grow. um, I think that's something important to recognize and how we choose, like how is our intention impacting the intention of the collective? Because while we may not think that it does, it absolutely does, especially today. You know, you talked about on a few posts, the hidden influence of energy. I want to ask you in this interview, what did you mean by that? And can you just, you know, touch upon it a little bit more? Sure. Well, I mean, and I'm sure you recognize as well, especially in our space in kind of the entrepreneurial community, the self-made community, like a lot of talk of time management, right? Like how can you best optimize your time, which is one of your most valuable resources that cannot be debated. It is an absolute truth, but there's not as much talk 
of energy management. And I think there is becoming, I think more talk is coming uh, about, about these things, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, but energy is fundamental to us, right? Because we are at least stacked against our current understanding energy fundamentally, right? There really is no separation between you and I other than our perceived separation, right? And kind of the density of the energy that we walk through, move through, inhabit, whatever it might be. And I think this idea of energy management and understanding how energy flows through you is an incredibly powerful practice. And it's beyond, I wouldn't even say beyond, but even under a practice, like just the, just the awareness of that fact sets you up for so much more than I think you could otherwise achieve or perceive or levels that you otherwise would not be able to reach if it was not for that initial awareness. Uh, so I think to know how you are energetically, how you respond emotionally, how emotions are held through your body, right? Negative and positive charges. Like, are you responding more than you're reacting or is it the opposite, right? These are all tells and these are all the signs that show us what our life is as it is and why it continues to persist that way or change, right? It's all relative to how we deposit our energy and how we cultivate our energy. Uh, and I think understanding that is really one of the very first steps towards moving from an unconscious reactionary place within your own life to a far more conscious responsive place in your life. Yeah, energy management is an underdiscussed topic today, and I, I, it's amazing how it relates to time. You know, like people are always running around trying to finish everything on a daily basis, but they don't realize if you control your energy, if you maintain it, cultivate it in the right way, you can manipulate time. Absolutely. I suggest that people look at your posts and get a better idea of how they can harness this energy that's within all of us. To close the interview, why don't you give listeners an introduction and explain how you got to here on your journey? Oh, sure, man. I'd love to. Um, also, man, I, I really, I just want to say before I do get into that, I really enjoy you and your energy. Um, I mean, that's why I initially responded to you in the first place, but I just really am, am liking this. So love to talk to you um, more about some of these more abstract concepts that really can be hours, two hours, oh, yeah. plus hours long. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this interaction and this exchange with you, my friend. I appreciate um, that. Of course, very much so. Um, okay, yeah. So I am a very blessed human being. I consider myself a very blessed human being. I come from a loving home, parents that are still happily married and very happily in love. I have siblings that I love and I know love me. You know, I, I've never really wanted for much in my life. And I, I I am very, very blessed. Like I just, I cannot stress that enough. And the reason I do what I do is that I recognize that those blessings were to no conscious decision of my own. I was born into them, right? Just like someone is born into severe poverty or with some kind of ailment mentally or physically that is not of their control, right? And I think my greatest sin would be to not use those blessings and the gifts that I have been given in this life to help those who were not as fortunate because of circumstance, but who want to rise above those circumstances, right? I want to be able to help give them 
some kind of guidance if I'm able and if they resonate with me to make that journey for them easier, to make it better for them, to make it more inspired for them, to, to increase their impact. And that is why I put it out there. You know, that's is the only is the, the biggest, most fundamental reason that I put it out there because I just, I couldn't imagine just holding it off for myself. You know, it's just, it would just be such a shell, a selfish, wasteful way in my perspective to, to handle it. Um, and then as far as like kind of how I got to where I am with my content and, and my message, um, I was raised Christian, but by parents who were very open and accepting of questions and ideas that maybe were not in alignment with that faith. And from a very young age, I would question, you know, I remember very distinctly when I was probably like eight years old, I would get out of church and I would ask something like, you know, if God made us, then who made God? And, you know, how old are we? And how old is God? And like all of these questions that my parents couldn't answer. And that as I would grow, I would learn that nobody could answer because there really is no one answer to that, to those questions. Right. And I continued to kind of kind of expand my knowledge with this and then obviously you get a little bit older you get into junior high high school you begin to care more about what your peers think about you rather than your own internal kind of voice and then that took over my life for a little bit and then I realized I was missing something fundamentally like this you know that that feeling of having a hole and it was it was the understanding of self in relation to the world and the understanding of the world in relation to self I had stopped chasing that that kind of inkling that I had had since I was very, very young, right? Probably like my junior year of high school is when I just started completely going back into it and the rest is history. You know, I've just been on this journey ever since of just trying as much as I possibly can in every way that I can to optimize my own life and my own self so that I might fill my cup so full that I can spread it and fill the cups of others. And if I'm able to do that successfully, I'm a happy, fulfilled man. You know, like that's the, I do not, I do not need much more than that. I mean, I tell you, man, like there are days where I love the content. Don't get me wrong. You know, I love the writing. I love the video making. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. But there's days where it's like, oh man, I really don't want to do this. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not really feeling up for it, but I'll get a message and someone will be like, you know, this is something I really needed to hear. Or like this one piece of content really spoke to me or like your videos, your tweets, your writing has been changing my life, whatever it might be. And then I'm like, okay, like, that's like, this is why I'm at, this is why I'm after it. You know, this yeah. is really what I'm, what I'm after. And every person I talk to who is in this, who is in this space, they feel the exact same way. You know, they, they, I, I, I have yet to meet a person who's, who has thought otherwise which i'm very grateful for that because it just means i'm attracting the right people into my life which is always a beautiful thing you know going back to energy that's what it is man it is it is all back to energy no doubt justin this has been a really interesting interview and uh, i think listeners are really coming to enjoy the value that you've provided today so i want to thank you personally and i'm looking forward to future collaborations as well thank you so much alejandro i appreciate you having me on man all right we'll talk soon sounds good man